0: Okay, we're here with Dr. Anne Bundy-Broust, Doctor of Public Health at the University of New South Wales, uh, founder of Football United, and also relevant to today's conversation, um, the board member of Street Football World. Hi Anne, how are you?
1: Hi Stuart, hi everybody out there, I'm good.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. So we're gonna talk about something specific today, um, namely support for social change during COVID-19, and in particular, and the street football world global response and the the, the members' response to that. So before we do get into that, can you maybe give a little introduction to your role, both in Australia and globally?
1: Okay. Um, Well, I've got a number of roles, so I'll just kind of go through them. Um, First role I have in relation to this is as a a founder and now director of Football United, uh, which operates in... Um, Australia and Myanmar and I'm also and the way I got to be with Football United is um, as you said I'm at the University of New South Wales School of Public Health and I take care of convening health promotion at undergraduate and graduate level and I teach a course in sport for good and One of the things that I'm currently involved in, and I think that's why we're having this conversation, is tracking the response and the impact of this COVID situation across the sport for good sector. Um, And that brings me to the third um, role I have, which is I'm a board member of the Street Football World Network. And for those people who are watching who don't know about Street Football World, it's a network of organizations across the globe managed by a really effective headquarters team in Berlin, and basically you've got more than 135 organizations using football to promote social, positive social change, to address health questions, to address societal issues, to promote gender equity, and the like, and organizations are in more than 35 different countries, so the membership is very diverse. Mm. There are some big organizations that operate internationally in different continents, different countries. There are organizations like Football United, which are well-established, operating in two countries mainly, um, engaged internationally in a number of things. So uh, as a board member, one of my roles is to advise the uh, leadership Uh, as to what's going on in the field to advise members what's happening at a more uh, larger level and to support members and this is where this recent work of tracking covid responses and trying to help members develop responses has been really Mm. crucial and really exciting actually
0: that's cool the the scale and diversity is um obviously i find that like so fascinating that there's one organization not trying to um, you know copy and paste their work across the world but to support the different organizations addressing different challenges in the local context and um, So, you know, it's Like I said, it's really interesting to uh, better understand the different contexts and the different um, problem-solving uh, techniques I guess that the organizations are using locally Um this uh, with COVID-19 and the I guess rapid developments, relatively of of COVID nineteen and, and the new challenges that are uh, arising due to COVID nineteen. What has what what was the initial response um, across the different countries in the different context? Was there a we were, were you able to understand kind of a, a consistency, or was it all different responses? How did you, how did you react to that? Well,
1: I think um, I think that the initial response mirrored a lot of the response across the globe in general, which was, I think initially there was possibly a little bit of, maybe not denial, but mm. somewhat disbelief in the fact that, oh, is this thing really so important? you know mm. it, 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 Except for obviously in China, it kind of creaked in a bit. But then all of a sudden it, we started thinking, whoa, this is really big stuff here. Mm. And I, I remember watching you guys at Football United and creating chances. Mm start to deal with what is this meaning and um so i think it was kind of gradual gradually creeping in but gradual is relative you know i we're talking a week maybe mm, two
0: yeah then i, I noticed longer.
1: yeah 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 but then um so we have board call board meeting virtual board meetings every couple months every two months maybe but in the last uh 3 months we've had them every other week And I noticed um, exchanging with the board members early on, there was, um, I don't want to say anything as strong as panic, but there was really severe concern. Mm -hmm. And organizations that depend largely on philanthropic Mm -hmm. donations Mm -hmm. or grants of one sort, and they're never very long-term grants. So these organizations operate in a situation of not precarity, but Mm short-term assurance, if you Mm -hmm. would, in the best of cases, right? Um, And one of the things that we're involved in at the university um, is looking at social enterprise as a sustainability mechanism for these organizations. In the last couple of years, this is a bit of an aside, but you'll see where I'm going with this. In the last couple of years, we've been working really hard to help network members build a capacity to generate their own income. So, all of a sudden, we're facing a situation where this is a sector which relies more than many on human interaction in, mm-hmm. a, in a physical sense. You know, as much as playing a game of football, you can't play a game of football by your screen. Well, you play these virtual games, but mm-hmm. frankly, that's not football in my mind. Mm-hmm. We, you know, our success and the positive impact all of these organizations have, and it's very well documented. It relies on that interpersonality and that face-to-face and that engagement. Mm -hmm. And in a world where we can't do that, the initial reaction from an awful lot of network members was what's going to happen to us? Are we going to survive? What's going to happen to our staff? Many of whom are not Mm -hmm. on Mm long-term contracts, but casual contracts. And um, so this was a very scary and unsettling time. And of course, people were dealing with the uncertainties Uh, within the rest of their lives as well and then this comes on top of it and for people like me who are directors and um, I remember speaking to another um, colleague who directs a US wide and international organization um, and she was very 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 concerned and I think uh, I'll give you a bit of an anecdote I think it was um, in my case Watching the staff, you guys, bounce back creatively and quickly and enthusiastically was a real uh, reassurance to me. And it helped Mm. me take that to the network and say, hey, um, we're starting to see some really cool stuff. And then once Mm. little things became bigger things and once organizations were finding ways to react, I think things settled down a bit. Mm -hmm. Not Fully because there's still a lot of anxiety and I've got a report here that um, we did early on in street football world. I think it was in, it was um, the first couple of weeks of March. So there's, there's a difference in how organizations are reacting. Um, but initially, I think it was a bit of disbelief and then some, some intense worry. Let's i think say- so
0: there's, I, i've described them um, like my personal understanding separate to separate to uh, i guess work um it's just you, you you're able to think about like one step or two steps and you kind of see someone might mention something that you see the third domino falling and maybe the fourth domino yeah so there's, there's the, these dominoes are going off in so many different directions and um yeah just i guess i guess reiterating the um the challenges yeah, such diverse challenges across the world that these organizations, including ours, are, are trying to address. Um, and we we think about the, or I think about the, um, like the, yeah, the delivery maybe, or that kind of front end, how you engage young people, how you engage to solve the problems that you, you, you see. But every organization has the, like I say, the, the financial and also logistical, like human resource challenges on top of that, just kind of compounding it. It's, um, yeah, that's just... Uh, an interesting Yeah, um, way that's of a framing really it.
1: that's mm. that's a really good point, Stuart. And we're not the only sector to be worrying about this, obviously the entertainment sector, the food and beverage sector, etc. Mm. Um, but I think and I don't say one is more important than the other, but this this thinking that here are organizations who have been building for 15, 20 years, and it's a sector where the reputation for positive change is now finally starting to be recognized and does this mean we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna um, cease to exist and um, we're very lucky in Australia that Mm -hmm. our government has um, put in place some significant uh, resources to combat this kind of thing but there are countries like our other programs in Myanmar Mm there's no unemployment check in Myanmar. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that organizations are trying to do is they're trying to work with funders to see if the funding bodies will accept that this transitional alternative way Mm -hmm. of operating is going to be okay, is going to be considered um, uh, a replacement, if you would, for What they normally would have been doing, which is running clinics and courses and workshops and festivals and whatever. So that's one, you know, our will funders acknowledge that this interim modus operandi is valid and accept that and not expect at the end of all of this for organizations to deliver as many Mm. face-to-face. Now, generally, funders are being um, really supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big funding organizations is this Laureus Sport for Good Mm -hmm. Foundation. And um, I'd encourage people to go and look on their website because one of the things they are running are weekly uh, Zoom meetings among members, but it's open to the public so people can find out what's going on. and how people are reacting um so so there's that there's um but things like the social enterprises that organizations like let's take an example in lesotho in uh in africa
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh lesotho is one of the most sophisticated organizations as far as social enterprises they run a hotel they Mm. run a very successful restaurant they run an Mm. academy an Mm -hmm. education academy which is not a social enterprise but they are able to provide education Mm. to um many of their young people thanks to these social enterprises so now in this current situation they can't oh and by the way the kick for life is um a major actor in the fight against hiv in lusutu
0: yeah huge very
1: Yeah. yeah so one they can't do their health promotion activities through football the, all the hiv activities Two, they now have a significant chunk of their funding mm. um cut and significant numbers of jobs by the way because, yeah
0: um, hospitality and and um, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah so that that's a that's a really really big impact um but what's interesting also are organizational responses okay so um So once people started coming to terms with, okay, we're going to move on. And like I said, most of the really effective responses came from teams, uh, from staff, from people like yourself and the rest of the football United management and operations team and creating Mm. chances, figuring out very quickly how they could provide alternatives to uh, the face to face. Mm. Um, In some areas, organizations are really addressing the 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 disease the the virus in and of itself yeah and um yeah. many organizations really got involved on the front line got involved in even making masks like um with kids united they're in ghana they're okay they've mobilized their staff um many of their staff are also in the health sector so they've mm. mobilized their staff to assist with um, to assist with um, testing, they've started making masks that they're delivering. Oscar Foundation in India now they came up with a really cool response. This is an, an era, uh, a country where um, the virtual online responses are not necessarily going to reach mm. the people that they generally reach because they don't have an extensive inter and reliable internet network or their their participants the benefactors of their programs don't they don't mm-hmm. have they don't have smartphones they yeah, don't okay. have online capacity so those organizations in situations like that and we're in the same in Myanmar you know the communities we work with we work face to face they don't yeah. have this capacity so um Oscar Foundation they literally developed and printed like thousands of pamphlets, and they got them delivered door-to-door in their communities. Pamphlets that had reliable information on you know, what they need to do, how do you, how do you mm. isolate, how do you keep safe, washing your hands, all that stuff. But um, so organizations that decided to address the virus as well as their own operations, um, that they came first and foremost on an information sharing type yeah. of an angle. But then rapidly also, and this happened with creating chances in football United as well. I remember talking, um, addressing the anxiety,
0: mm. addressing
1: the uncertainty, and another organization called Coaches Across Continents. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, they also addressed um, what they call scary diseases in general. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so there's a lot of really diverse response out there.
0: Yeah, uh, which I find,
1: and and also diverse platforms.
0: It's um it's interesting the 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 approaches like to directly address COVID nineteen and I, I guess uh, adapt. Um, some organisations, obviously, like you say, do address um, public health and, and health issues, but um to di- directly you know to quickly mobilise and to create content that can be pushed out there to directly address uh, COVID nineteen as people are experiencing it is is really interesting. Um, I was going to Sorry, I, I just jumped yeah. in on
1: that one. I think one of the things that we all can do in our work for good um, organizations is, I mean, look, we're not experts on pandemics and virus spread mm-hmm. and stuff, but we can help our members know mm-hmm. where to go to get good information, because misinformation and rumors, um, in a situation like today's situation are even more devastating than they mm. often are. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we want to see stop is panicking, is bad information, is victim blaming, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the whole racism thing and now mm-hmm. is starting to come back. So mm-hmm. I think that one response collectively our sector needs to do is enable our people to know where to get good information mm-hmm. and how to avoid
0: engaging in misinformation that's that's good as you were speaking as well i, I found one thing interesting like like when people talk about or when i talk about football united um obviously the name and the look of of how we present ourselves it's like a football like a football organization but like football is just a vehicle right so we have a i think a, a greater mission greater vision to yeah. engage young people and to create these opportunities for young people and um so that you know despite the um we're restricted with the human interaction face-to-face interaction on the field playing together as we normally do because that is such a good tool to engage a lot of young people at once um but we still kind of maintain that mission to create these opportunities for young people and we just got to we've just got to adapt to use different channels to do that so where can we still connect? Um, you know, right now we've we use online, I guess, and that's the the social media platforms, uh, multiple social media platforms. But it's still we're still you know we're not necessarily changing what we're doing. We're just changing the channels that we do it through. Yeah. And um, whereas some of the organisations you're saying are actually, I mean, maybe changing what they're doing to address the yeah the COVID nineteen. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess still maybe- still working towards the same. Yeah, that I think, mission, that, but,
1: I think yeah. that may be also in part because of where organizations are located. Mm-hmm. Um, in a country like Australia, where you have um, you have a real uh, significant uh, availability of reliable information and almost overload in a sense because it's coming. And that's something we, we um, also need to talk about because it's coming regularly and it's readily available.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in or ca- uh, ca- um, more emerging economy countries or mm-hmm. countries which are more vast and spread out, for mm-hmm. example, this may not be the case. Mm-hmm. And so organizations, I think, feel that whenever there's a, a, a challenge, be it an environmental challenge or a health challenge, these organizations do get involved. Beyond
0: the football,
1: yeah. you know what I mean. So I think it also reflects sort of the way they operate in the in the communities in which they operate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I guess maybe moving towards maybe we can dig a little bit deeper into this. Um, I've I've got one, one of the things to to discuss is the you know we've seen COVID nineteen um, spread throughout the world and you know hit particularly hard, obviously initially in China and then um european countries france and, and spain and italy um, uk and into the us um i guess there's a as as it spreads um there's a you know we're hearing from myanmar as well kind of what's happening there and and because we we, we work there and we have colleagues there um how do you see like um know we've discussed that already but how do you see the disparity between countries and the Maybe the organizations in the countries we've talked a little bit about it, but maybe just is there a, is there a general rule between you know what's how long it's going to last that, and and the reaction as well of the organizations in those different countries is that something
1: um, you're
0: aware of right now, or are we still kind of bringing information in
1: Well no, I think that the countries i i I think that the communication engagement is a first level of indication of the disparities there are yeah. countries there are there are organizations who have been very quick um, to engage. And I think that having membership in a global network like Street Football World or Laureates, for example, um, is a crucial element to helping even the least advantaged areas be able to have some sort of response, if nothing else, for them to feel like they aren't alone. Mm -hmm. And, one of the things that um, Street Football World and Common and Goal, which is um, a whole nother moment of discussion, mm-hmm. but one of the things that we've been able to do with Street Football World is action, some emergency support funds and get the possibility out to our members. And it's not all about money, obviously, but that takes one big worry off, mm-hmm. off the table. Um, I think it's too early to say, what is going to happen. I think the smaller organizations, uh, maybe the newer organizations, or organizations who um, maybe are a bit more, um, less experienced maybe, mm-hmm. less engaged, will have it a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, key to organization's survival, in my opinion, are, is their, their resiliency and their capacity to be connected,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to, um, like to street football world, for example, because they have access to assistance of some Mm -hmm. kind or another. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That being said, some of the most effective programs we see across the world are not programs with lots of financial resources, um, but lots of dedication and energy. But Mm -hmm. I think it's going to depend also on, as far as the sector goes, on how hard a country is actually hit
0: health-wise
1: and how a country's economy is going, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, Australia, we are so privileged here.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: have access to so many diverse means of assistance and um, our schools have the internet connectivity that enables us to continue to work with them and they're mm-hmm. ha- happy for it. So mm-hmm. that, that, that I think there, there's a big difference. Um, in Myanmar, I'm very worried. Um, Myanmar is a classic example of a country where the connectivity is not necessarily reaching to all the rural and, and small and even mm-hmm. medium townships, but that also, as everybody knows, has an ongoing simmering conflict. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we're already seeing crazy stuff happening in countries like the U.S. where people are getting aggravated. And, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the things we don't want to see is to have conflicts come out on top of everything else that people are dealing with. But when it comes to, you know, and we saw the crazy people early on in Australia fighting over toilet paper. I mean, if it comes down to things like that and that country is already poor, doesn't have health Mm Uh, systems that can answer and on top of it um, we have conflict then we're going to see some really worrying stuff and I don't know what kind of response can help that frankly it's, mm. it's it is worrying
0: yeah yeah I agree it's um and and you know despite that it's been really positive to see the um the leadership from Football United in Myanmar and they yeah. uh, again they're kind of uh, quick reaction and uh creative problem solving to,
1: to reach fantastic. you know the yeah
0: the tens of thousands of young people that they they're working with. So um yeah. Yeah that's that's um yeah positive positive yeah. in a in a kind of a really challenging situation. Um yeah maybe that's um that's where we're up to today. I think um I think this is something that's gonna be ongoing and um you know, we can revisit in a couple of weeks and, and see what the updates are from around the world. Um, is there any kind of final message, or final um, piece of information, key message you'd like to leave people with? Um, um and we'll we'll, well wrap it up after that.
1: I think one thing everybody's dealing with in in their own personal ways, and I know I dealt with amazing a lot, is the uncertainty, and also the numerous disappointments. Most of them on a personal scale, Um, you know, people dealing with all sorts of things. I mean, um, uh, things being canceled Mm -hmm. that were of utmost interpersonal importance. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, this was going to be a a superbly exciting year of of capacity building across the world Mm -hmm. uh, through Football for Good. I, Mm -hmm. I had numerous trips to run workshops in, advocacy and social enterprise. And um, I also had many really cool personal things happening. And I think if we can all try to keep a positivity and try to help each other Mm -hmm. through these disappointments, and yes, they are disappointing, they're devastating. um, Hopefully it doesn't mean they're never gonna come back. Hopefully it just Mm -hmm. means let's adapt. Um, I think that that's one thing we can all through our programs Help each other through, and um, I also think we need to be very vigilant about where out there are those doing it the hardest, mm-hmm. and um, how can we help within our sphere? Are there members out there across the world that, you know, we can maybe just check in, uh, check in with, and um, you know, find a way to be supportive? Um, I also think we need to be a bit moderate. Um, I've noticed a lot of groups are churning, like Mm. they can't get content out fast enough and they have Mm -hmm. to do so many, so many, so many things. I think we're in this for a a bit of a slog and Mm -hmm. I think we need to pace ourselves because the last thing in the world we want are for people to get burnt out. Mm. And um, I think I'll just close with, like I said, I was dealing with a lot of personal um, disappointments and. The thing that got me out of that was all the amazing things that you guys at Football United and Creating Chances, mm. our Myanmar people, our mm-hmm. donors in Myanmar, street football world, things that people are doing. So focus on all the focus on the good.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I used to tell people back in the day when it was really hard to get Football United going, the thing that saved me was going against adversity it was going out to our programs mm-hmm. and just hanging out with the kids and they uplifted me well yeah. now I do it differently I go watch your podcast or your <laughs> insta-cast or whatever yeah, um, yeah so I think that those are the kind of things find a way to help others and find a way for yourself to be able to get your motivation up when you need it
0: that's cool that's cool yeah I think so I think it's, it's good to connect and um, yeah the benefits of connecting whether it's socially or uh, for work or you know through conversations like this Um, and sharing them is is really important so cool thanks uh, thanks Anne very much thanks Thanks, for your time
1: goodbye uh, everybody out there
0: (laughs) all right take care see you next time